All right, so we're doing it. We're official. This is The Lively Show, episode one. Coming to you, we're going to see what happens. This is like a little test run. Going to go through some things. Um, just kind of introduce the podcast of how it's going to be, what it's going to be. Teach you a little bit about me. Tell you who I am, where I'm from, why you should listen to this, and then where this thing's going to go. Because I really don't know where it's going to go. I got some ideas for some guests. I've talked to a lot of people that are thinking about joining, but I figured I should do a test run and and just get this out there and see how it sounds and see what it does. And we'll just add on from there and see if you guys like it. Ultimately, if you listen, we'll keep doing it. I'm going to try to put one out a week. Um, I do have guests lined up for next week. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who they are, but um, this is it. The lively show is coming to you now, right? So, uh, Once again, if you don't know, my name is Paul Lively. I am the son of Maria Lively and Gene Lively. Uh, A little history. Let's go through my my life real quick. Tell you how I got where I'm at, what's going through my life, the struggles, the the joys, the just the everything that life is, right? So um, I was born April 22nd, 1980 in Washington, D.C., born out of GW Hospital, um, Gina Maria, high school sweethearts, they grew up in Bethesda and Chevy Chase, hence they went to Bethesda Chevy Chase High School, and um, I guess we lived with my grandfather in Rockville for the first couple months of my life, and then we moved to the beautiful city of Laurel, Maryland, so uh, basically my life's kind of broken down into, into four quarters so far since I'm 41, we got uh, Laurel. We got Frederick, we got college, and then we got Frederick and kids and family and wife and life. Well, so maybe it's more than four, but uh, I grew up in Laurel and went to Laurel Elementary. What up, Wildcats? What's going on, um, Laurel Wildcats, I believe? Uh, not sure if I would have went to Laurel. No, Laurel was the Spartans. I think the Wildcats was youth sports. So um, I did play youth sports, started down there. Uh, you know, like typical soccer, then baseball, then football, then lacrosse, and swim, and, you know, played pretty much every sport except basketball because I'm white and I suck. Um, and then, um, you know, I was good at okay at sports, outgoing, little kid, a lot of fun. And then um, I guess in 1992, my dad got a job and we ended up leaving, and I thought it was the end of my world, right? Like, when you're 12, your world's not that big. But when you're 12, all you think about is you. Hell, when you're you, all you think about is you. At least now. I still think about me a fucking lot. Oh, yeah. Faint of heart. There will be bad words. This is not rated G. Um, we will talk about stupid stuff and stupid shit. And you'll hear bad words. So if you don't like bad words, I'm sorry. It's the way I talk. Not in front of my kids. Always. Maybe sometimes. But we try to be good influences. But uh, I like saying profanity. It's fun. So if you don't like it, Matt, go fuck yourself. Um... So we, uh, we moved up to Laurel and, uh, let me just, when, before I left Laurel, I was going to Martin Luther King middle school in Beltsville, Maryland. Um, if you don't know me, I'm white. Um, and Martin Luther King Jr. in Beltsville was, I'd say probably predominantly not white. Um, mostly African American and, uh, yeah, mostly African American, right? It's a, it's a predominantly black neighborhood I grew up in. So, um, I grew up with that culture and that lifestyle and just to show you <laughs> how quick we can adapt to our surroundings. 
Um, for those of you who are too old and don't know what I'm talking about, or those of you that are too young and don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to give you some uh, history. The year was 1992. I was tw- 11 years old. To school, I would wear clothes by companies like Cross Colors, IOU, Guess. Um, I wore Timberlands. I wore Reebok Classics. I wore Air Force Ones. Um, I had starter jackets. My first starter was a Raider starter jacket. If any of this sounds good, then you know what I'm talking about. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, Google that shit. You'll laugh. So uh, I'm coming from this urban hip-hop culture, and we move up to Frederick, Maryland, which is this like farm kind of hickey, rednecky, weird, preppy world that I'm not used to. And I show up to school and I'm wearing yellow, mustard yellow jeans with a mustard yellow long sleeve t-shirt with a Raider starter and fresh Tim's. I mean, I look dope as shit in my mind, but uh, the people at TJ Middle School were like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? Um, one of my friends, Lindsay, gave me a piece of gum and she, she states to this day, she made me who I am in Frederick. So Lindsay, shout out. I love you. miss you. Hope all is well. My boy Stan, Andy took me around TJ Middle showed me he's still my friend today which is crazy the first person I met in Frederick was Stan and we play golf and talk all the time still so that's cool um TJ we were tight so uh you'll hear more about that but um I remember going home that first day and being like mom dad I hate you what are we doing here I need to either move back to Laurel or we need to go to the mall right now because I need clothes I cannot look like this tomorrow at school this is just not gonna cut it I I cannot wear my outfits that I've had to this school so of course we go to county seat I get all that preppy dumb gay stuff you know like rugby shirts and khaki pants and shit I don't know I think you could still wear Tim's I think Tim's are cool no matter what so I think I might have got a new pair of sneakers and then um, I, I started, you know, adapting to my surroundings and started meeting friends. And that's probably when I met most of my crew of like Fat Kid and Neil and, uh, you know, uh, Timmy D and just the Spring Ridge kids. We all hung out. Um, I was I grew up in Spring Ridge, a nice little neighborhood uh, before it was a big neighborhood. And, and there was a lot of kids and, you know, there was. Neil and the Corex and all the Holtz and Dowskis and Beermans and Dyes and Smiths and Jordans and Myers and there was just a ton of kids I grew up with and we had a great time, right? We 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 enjoyed being kids as much as possible and everything was good and uh you know life was good. Uh I kept playing sports. Um Leroy and I like to joke about that I was an undrafted free agent from the Laurel Wildcats. Uh, I moved and didn't have a team, and I landed on the TJAY Patriots in uh, eighth grade. Um, And we played together, and we were pretty good. And then we all moved up to freshman, and we sucked. We went like one and seven freshman year. And then I think JV, we went seven and one. Then a couple of us got bumped up to varsity, and we watched them play. And then our junior and senior year, I think we lost maybe three or four games total. Lost state championship at Bird to Wild Lake, stupid bullshit, but uh, the Diddy concert after was still dope. So, um, you know, that's just it. things, you know, we, we, we had fun, we partied, we uh, flirted, we liked the girls, we, uh, we had an interesting life, right? So, um, I was okay at sports, uh, I was 
I love playing football. Like, football was the sport I loved to play. But um, when you're 5'10", 185 pounds, playing offensive line, you're probably not going to get looks at any colleges to play football. Um, but we'll probably talk about football, probably have some football guests on here in the future. I'm a diehard Washington football team fan, um, have been my whole life. Um, I'm a local sports fan, so I root for all D.C. sports. The Orioles I grew up loving, but as I moved up to Frederick and paid more attention to D.C. sports, I... Uh, kind of been more of a Nats fan the past 15 years, so um, Nats, Caps, Wiz, Terps, and the football team. Football team's number one, then probably Caps, Nats, Wiz, not probably, football team, Terps, Nats, no, Caps, Nats, Wiz, something, whatever, you get the picture. I like my local teams, and um, I follow all sports, uh, but follow football the most, um, especially like since the pandemic, I've lost a little bit of a... Uh, love for sports. There's other things that I'd rather spend time doing. I don't know if that's just getting older or realizing there's so much more to life than just watching sports and being enthralled in them. We'll see what happens when my kids grow up, if they start playing more sports. We've tried everything with them, but nothing's really stuck, but we'll get into, we'll get into them later. So, um, I, uh, I was pretty good at sports. Okay. At football, but I loved it. Probably better at lacrosse. Um, I played goalie, for five years on the varsity team. I started playing goalie for the varsity lacrosse team in eighth grade. Shout out the Hawkins brothers. They uh, brought me under their wing and, and kind of taught me the position of goalie. Uh, and I just kind of picked it up and I'm dumb enough to stop 100 mile an hour shots and ended up getting a small scholarship to go play in college. And, uh, you know, um, there's a couple things you'll find out. Like, I loved uh partying and that lifestyle I really 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 was a really good drinker professional at sometimes you know one of the best drinkers ever um I could drink a lot I drank a lot and I got in trouble a lot and drinking was a downfall um and then I ended up quitting drinking when I was 27 there was a lot of ups and downs and we'll get into all that shit throughout like this podcast we'll talk about not drinking and and maybe not drugging or or things like that. And if you do drink or drug, good for you. I am not saying there's anything wrong with drinking or drugging or I wish I could. I just have proven to myself that I can't do it anymore. And I haven't done it for a long time. And my life seems to be okay right now where I'm at. And I'm just going to go one day at a time and probably not drink today, right? And not not drug today. And we'll go from that. Um, If you want to know how or why or anything like that, hit me in the DM, send me an email. Um, hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, any of that shit. Um, that's what it, that's what it's all about. My, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later, but, um, college was awesome because we were, uh, we were a tight group, right? There was the, my first roommate was Eric Lou. And then we had Jordan and Eric C. And, um, you know, we were the four amigos. We pretty much, we all were athletes. Uh, LaSalle college. What up? LaSalle was up in Boston. Um, that's where I got that scholarship to go play lacrosse, a small D3, where uh, we were pretty much the first incoming class of guys. Um, they might have accepted guys the year before, but it wasn't a real class. We were the first year that there was athletics. So basically, it was a college of about 800 students. I'd say probably 750 were girls, and the other 50 were all boys and athletes. And we... Um, we had a very tight bond. We were a close-knit family, and we were kind of seniors for four years. 
Uh, basically, you had a soccer team, a lacrosse team, a basketball team, and we all kind of knew each other, got along, took care of each other, had each other's backs. Of course, we all, there were some little scratches and fights, some bullshit that happened, but uh, I, I love my LaSalle family, and we've been through it, and we've we've had good times, bad times, and different, but uh, what up, Lasers? Holler at your boy. Um, check it out, Boston. Go go look at the Lasers. We, we, it was special time. College is special, from what I remember. Not all of it, but there were some pictures, and people tell me it was fun. So um, we had all that going on, and uh, ended up graduating that bad boy in four years. Uh, got a business degree, and then um, throughout high school, I was a lifeguard, and uh, lifeguarded, and then went to college, and crashed cars, and did stupid shit. But uh, you you know that that lifeguarding job. Once I graduated college, I was a lifeguard. After I graduated in '02. And that company brought me on to do um, to do uh, management stuff of swimming pools. And uh, still a pool boy, still been vacuuming, cleaning pools. That's what I do. I take care of them. Um, we do have some high-end clients. Maybe I'll get some of them on the podcast. They'd be interesting. They, they're a lot smarter than me, and we could talk about a lot of different things. Uh, the one thing you're not going to hear too much on here, you'll hear my opinion. I'll tell you some things, but um, I'm an equal opportunity friend. I don't really give a shit about who you believe, what you believe, politically, sportly, religiously. I'm open for everything. I have my beliefs and what I think, but then again, what I think doesn't mean shit because I live in my own reality, and my own reality might not be like yours, and uh, I need to remember that, that I know what I know, and that's my normal. Like, my normal growing up, my dad drank a little bit, and um, I didn't see any problem with it. I didn't know he was an alcoholic, right? I didn't see his alcoholism and, and crazy things like that. I didn't know that hereditary might stick in and maybe he drank too much and that might cause me to drink. I didn't know any of that. That's what my normal life growing up was. Having a mother who loved me unconditionally, unbelievably, who would do anything for me. I don't know if that's good or bad, right? I know that was my life and I love my mom. She's the best ever. And She's having her hip done sometime soon, so keep her in your prayers. There'll be some updates on that, but she's having her second hip done so she can walk and party, and she's a trip, and I love her, and you guys know how much Maria means to me. So so I what I think doesn't matter. It's more about what I do, and we're going to have some interesting conversations in this podcast where we got people talking about all sorts of shit, so right, left, white, black, green, gay, whatever you are, cool. We like it. We're just going to have some open discussions and... I might talk one thing and I I might, you might think I'm on one side and then I might talk another and you think I'm on another side. I'm open to all sides. I I don't think anyone's right or wrong. I think we just look at things differently and that's what it's all about. Right. So then, uh, I, uh, I lived throughout my twenties and I, like I said, I drank a lot. And then I was 27 after countless failed relationships and countless just being a miserable drunk kid. Um, Some events happened, and and like I said, I quit drinking. And I stopped drinking, and I started doing some other things and got involved in some other things. And, you know, the one thing, like I was athletic, but what I forgot is that I, uh, (laughs) when you're athletic, you got to keep doing stuff. And there was a point in time where I wasn't doing anything but drinking and eating, and I I did gain a lot of weight. And um, I was a bigger guy. Still, I'm a big guy. Don't get me wrong, but... um, like I said, when I graduated high school, I was probably 185 pounds. When I graduated college, I was probably 215, 220 pounds. And then um, I gained a bunch of weight. I got fat. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about fat later because uh, after those countless failed relationships and doing all those things and 
actually finding out who I am and doing some work on myself, I, I met the one woman who I now am happy to call my wife. Um, met her in 2010 and, um, you know, went on a couple dates and did a couple things differently and she ended up getting pregnant and we ended up having our first baby uh, and he was born on March 1st and, you know, a couple years later, um, that same March 1st, right around there, I took him to his two-year checkup and we'll talk about my kids and everything. We'll get into it. Uh, P- PJ's on the spectrum and has some some issues and, and we're working on it and it's it's always an adventure and he's the coolest kid in the world and learning to, to parent um, a kid who doesn't think the way I thought or has some sensory things and emotional things where we have to he just thinks a little different and he's a little obsessive about things and then you know we ended up having another kid uh, two and a half years after him and having to balance with one kid not on the spectrum who's very empathetic and doesn't want to rock the boat because he doesn't want one kid to lose his shit and and just that balance we've had has been cool but um you know I met that one girl and we did these things and and I love her and we've done everything together since that that February 2010 and um I took that that kid PJ to the doctor on his two-year appointment and I was almost 300 pounds and that was a big turning scary point for me in my life I was like holy shit like I gotta do something like I can't live like this so that's when you know, I had friends that were getting into running and running was the fucking stupidest shit in the world. It made no goddamn sense. Like, why the fuck would you go run? Nobody wants to run. Football, you got in trouble, run. Lacrosse, you got in trouble, run. You know, any sport I've ever played in my life, when you got in trouble, run. Why am I going to go fucking run for fun? It's ridiculous. But I needed to lose some weight and that seemed to, to work. So I started dieting and I started running and I couldn't run at all almost 300 pounds I would you know run a quarter mile and then walk for a minute and then you know I I built up a tolerance till I could run one full mile and that was a huge accomplishment and you know the cool thing is once I could run a mile I talked to my friend Corey he's like let's do a 5k I'm like you're out of your fucking mind dude I just did one mile I can't do three like that's I can't do three miles yet man I, I can barely do one He's like, shut up, sign up. So you sign up, and then, like, a couple months later, I, I do that that 5K, and proud, and, you know, he's like, let's do a half marathon. I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? I can't do a half marathon. I, I literally just ran three miles. You want me to run 13.1? But, you know, I signed up, and I did a half marathon, and I've been running ever since. Um, I've never stopped running since since that, but... um something else happened that year. So I, I signed up for that first half marathon, the Frederick half marathon. And, uh, this was crazy, a crazy week. And, uh, you know, my dad was, uh, 57 years old, something like that, like right around 56, 57. And he was going on his 34th wedding anniversary with my mom. They went down to Costa Rica. They're having a great time. I talked to my dad on a Wednesday and he checks in. How you guys doing? All right, Papa, love you. Talk to you later. And then the next day, my mom calls that my dad died of a massive heart attack in Costa Rica. Uh, funny story is he went zip lining, didn't feel good zip lining, thought he had to poop, <laughs> and then died. So, of course, Gene going out with a, a little joke. And um, the, the one thing about Gene and Maria is they travel all the time, and that was their thing, and they would travel. So, 
as much as it sucked that my dad died, you know, like I miss him every day. I think about him every day. I got a tattoo dedicated to him like immediately after that. I mean, he was my, I looked up to him, man. He, he showed me and taught me how to be a man and I will forever be indebted and grateful for, for men like my dad. And there's other men in my life that have done things like that. All my coaches, but there's always dad, right? Dad's number one on the list. Then, you know, there's like a coach, right? A coach Tiska, different coaches. I've Dutton and, and all these coaches that have showed me how to become a man, but Big Gene was was the guy, right? Everyone knew Big Gene. It's a big kind of tough dickhead, but like huge pussy teddy bear. So, um, rest in peace, Pop. I miss you. I love you. You you are you are me. I am you. So we'll keep doing it. But my dad died, and I'm like, what the fuck? This is horrible. Um, but that's gifts. Like my dad died on vacation, right? Like if I'm gonna die, I hope I'm doing something at work and not like working and dying I want to be somewhere cool and and enjoy this life because I'm now I'm at that that 41 I'm realizing we only have this one life we only have one life to live maybe there's more maybe there's not Um, I believe in God of some sort there's something that I haven't drank in a while and I, I, I say that's a God thing like God helps me not drink God helped me lose that weight And when my dad died, you know, I I ran my first half marathon the next week, right? And my best friend, Neil, I'm talking to him. He, Neil, so here's, I'll give you a breakdown of Neil. Neil um, went to TJ Middle uh, with me. Neil and I fought. Um, We always liked the same girls. We always, we were competitive. We did everything together. Um, He was my best friend, right? Like, Neil left us his senior year to go to Valley Forge Military Academy because he was going to go on a different path. After Valley Forge, he graduated from the Citadel, then joined the, I think he started maybe Army, but then maybe Marine, but ended up at Air Force. I don't fucking know. You never knew what he he was doing. He always was a little secretive and probably a fucking spy for all we know. But um, he was Special Forces in the Air Force and became a combat controller and would do missions and did tours in Afghanistan and Iraq and... uh, and um, I remember we were sitting at a bar. This is so obviously we're sitting at a bar. This is when I'm drinking. So this is pre-2008. And Neil's talking to me about like some shit and talking to me about how fucked up it is over there and with what's going on over there now, you know. Neil lost some really good friends over there because I remember we were talking. He's like, yeah, I lost like two of my teammates. I'm like, that's fucking brutal, man. How close were you to these guys? Neil's like, Paul, closer than you and me. And this is my best friend telling me, like, he's closer to these guys than me. And, you know, that's got to be fucking crazy to see your best friends, people you trust with your life, just blow up and die right in front of you. And it fucked him up, right? And he talked to me a little bit about it, but but he was fine, right? I talked to him and everything was good. He met PJ. We were watching football. You know, everything's going good. And then he calls me about my dad. He's like, man, I'm so sorry about your dad dying, man. I'll be there at the funeral. My mom and I are making macaroni and cheese. And then... The next day, I'm talking to his mom, and she's giving me condolences of my dad. And she's like, uh, by the way, Paul, Neil died this morning. He took his own life. And I'm like, what the fuck? What are you talking about, Neil died? Neil's 33 years old. I talked to him yesterday. Neil didn't die. Shut the fuck up. And, and that really, that fucking wrecked me. So that's like a shitty, shitty week, right? Like, your dad dies, and then a week to the day, like seven days later, your best friend kills himself. And... And I was pissed, man. Like, my dad, I, I knew how much he believed in God and how much he was into this thing and how much he loved his religion of being Catholic and, and all these things. And then um, for Neil to be a 33-year-old guy, and here's the way I looked at Neil. Here's where we're, we all don't know what each other's going through. So don't fucking judge people. Like, you don't know what's going on in people's mind. Because if I looked at Neil, here's what I see. I see a good-looking 
very in shape, wealthy young man who all the girls wanted. He had money, had truck, had the life, was doing whatever he wanted, traveling. He was going down to Walter Reed, helping out vets. He was Team Rubicon, giving back to the military, had all his shit together. But the demons inside his head thought his best idea was to fucking pull a trigger with a gun in his mouth. That's how he decided he would deal with this shit. So if you're struggling with fucking anything, talk to someone, man. Don't fucking, that's a temporary solution to a permanent problem. Like, don't fucking blow your brains out because you're having a bad day. Talk to someone, man. We might be able to help or at least get one more day through. Don't, this... This shit, man, we've lost a lot of people to suicide and we've lost a lot of people to drug overdose. And I know it's tough, but come on, this thing is precious. Enjoy this life, man. I know I am now more than ever. And and we'll get into that. But I just wanted to let you know, like, life's not always fucking easy. It's not like I think to enjoy life, you have to struggle to grow in life. You have to struggle. I've been struggling my whole fucking life. No one's ever told me I was going to be the best at anything. No one ever said, every time I played a sport, I was undersized. And, and they're like, oh, there's someone who's going to start over you. You're not going to play there. You're... Gene and I were going up to Boston. This is college lacrosse. I had competition up there. And I remember him like, hey, Paul, you might not start this year. You know, there's competition. This is college. It's not high school. Your, your athleticism isn't going to matter. They're all going to be better athletes. And I remember looking at my dad and like, dad, I always fucking start. Like, I start. No matter what, you know, you got to have that confidence. You got to have something in you that has that fucking fire that burns where I'm not taking no for an answer. Right. So, so I started losing weight with, and then with Neil and my dad dying, it kind of fucking shook me up. And then a couple months later, beautiful Braden's born. So Braden never met my dad. That, that, that's, that's sad to me because my dad fucking loved PJ. He was all over that kid. He would take him for rides and in the Volvo and, you know, my, my, my dad would go places and he was so proud of his grandson and he would take him everywhere and he, they loved each other and PJ loved Poppy as his name was, you know, and, and Braden would have loved him too. And Gene would have done the same. He was, like I said, tough outside, big old teddy bear inside. And he did all these things. And, um, you know, uh, if you have a dad, you should call him tonight and tell him you love him. Cause I wish every day I could do that. Whether you don't like them, you guys aren't talking, you bullshit, fuck it, send them a text. Say, I love you, Dad, no matter what. Because I tell my mother every day I love her. Because I don't know how many more I got. Hopefully a whole lot, because she's just 66. I'm not saying she's old, right? I, I want nothing to ever happen to her, but you don't know. Um, I had a friend die the other day. I talked to her a week ago, and they found her dead this week. You know, like, you don't fucking know. That's the one thing I've learned. Just take every day and enjoy it. So, so I started doing this running thing and I lose weight and Braden's born. And then, you know, right before Braden's born, we bought our house and then the, we do things weird. You know, I started dating. Sarah got pregnant, had PJ two years, two and a half years later, had Braden, bought a house before we had Braden and a couple Christmases get engaged and then we get married. And, you know, it, it's, it's, there's no right or wrong way to live life. Just do the best you can. And then I've learned that. Like, Doing the best you can is all that really matters. And, um, you know, Sarah and I, we, we go through things. I'm never going to talk about, like, some super personal struggles because we all have things. It's called marriage. You know, we have good and bad. But I love my wife so much today. Our relationship has grown. Um, there's been ups and downs. But probably the past two years, we've worked on it. Like, nothing's fucking easy. 
So you got to work at things. And, and we'll talk about that. I got guests coming up that, you know, we're going to talk about everything. I got, I got some, some things lined up on the pipe. Some are going to be funny and bullshit and you might get dumber listening to me and my friends talk. Um, some might be some local uh, businesses, business owners, how they got started and, and what they do. And, and I, I'm, I'm going to plug things I use. Uh, maybe we'll get paid to do this. Maybe we won't. It's going to be just fun. This is, um, <laughs> I mean, this is funny. We're what, 25 minutes in this podcast, something like that. And I haven't mentioned 30 minutes coming into this podcast. And I'm going to be cliche as fuck. I've wanted to do this for a long time. Um, I never knew how. I mean, I remember I emailed WPGC down here in D.C. And, and D.C. 101. How do I get on the radio? How do I get on the radio? And then this podcasting started a couple years ago, 10 years ago, probably really started. And I've been talking about doing it forever, but I just haven't known how to do it or what to do. And I just, I've always wanted to be on the radio. That's kind of like been my dream job to be a radio personality and talk to people and, and interview, but not like interview, but, um, thank you, Joe Rogan. Like for real, like Joe Rogan influences a lot of people and I listen to him and he, he's helped me in. I don't fucking know Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan's helped millions of people. And I'm going to just say on the record, thank you. Because uh, I was listening to one of him and Dan Carlin. They're like, just fucking do it. What are you waiting for? It doesn't matter. And I've been bullshitting with this. And then Mike's been pushing me like, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? When are you going to? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like the one thing I, I say all the time and I'm busy. I got kids. I just need to fucking do these things. So, so we're doing it. We're going to try to do one a week. Like I said, and it, this one's probably a little bit all over the place because I'm just spitting off the top and kind of going through a quick little bio of my life so so you guys get to know who I am and why I'm the way I am and things like that. And, and you know, there, there's been influencers and uh, about, I'll, I'll tell you, so like I said, I was almost 300 pounds and I was running at PJ, my dad died, Neil died, I did my first half marathon and I think I got down to about 219 pounds. And I was happy and I looked good and I was getting the compliments. And over time, you know, I'm, uh, my wife would probably say that I have an eating problem. Um, I probably do. I fucking love food. It's a, it, I don't think it's a problem though, but, um, I'm an all or nothing guy. I've always been like that in my life. Like when I drank, I drank a lot. When I work out, I work out a lot. When I don't drink, I don't drink a lot. When I get into something, I'm, I'm very addictive I get, I have an addictive personality. So I get addicted to whatever's making me feel good at the time. So maybe I do do that with food and food's the tricky one. Cause like you got to eat and I fucking love the way it tastes. And there's that food porn when, you know, if I put a peanut butter M&M in my mouth, it's so good. Or like about pie pies, man. I love pies. I wish that you could eat pie every night and not gain, gain weight. But as I've learned, I can't because I, I was eating pie every night. And uh, I, here's, here's how disgusting I am. For, I would eat a normal, like, day food. You know, I'd have a breakfast, a snack, a lunch, a dinner, a snack. And then before bed, I would crush food. I mean, fucking house food. I would eat a bowl of pretzels, a box of milk duds, a piece of pie, two Pop-Tarts. And I would justify it by drinking 32 ounces of water. Right? Like, that's kind of the way I ate. Kind of the way I drank. I drank a case of beer and a bunch of whiskey. You know, uh, I'd eat a box of Reese's Pieces and... um, the grandma Utch chips and just fucking cr- ice cream, cake, coffee, ice cream. I, I love fucking delicious food. Sweet, salty, both. Let's go. I need both every night is the way I was. And um, I remember that uh, once again, it was pandemic. Everyone was kind of miserable. 
Um, and I, uh, I was at my boy Ty's house. We were watching a UFC fight, and he has a gym in his basement and a sauna. I'm like, why don't we fucking use that? And, like, meanwhile, I'm still running. So, like, last year, 2020, I ran probably 600 miles. So, you guys know I've been running and doing this shit for years now. But, like, I did probably 600, 500, 600 miles last year. I don't know because I got the watch in, in uh, May. So, from May till December, I did 300 miles. But I also, January, February, March, April, I ran a lot then, too. So, I'll say, we'll say 500 to be close, maybe 600 um, so I was still running a lot. 600 miles is still a lot of running, but I wasn't dieting and I was eating horrible and I was 275, 280 pounds running and that wasn't good for me. And Ty and I are talking, let's start working. And, you know, I started, uh, um, I, I dieted, right? Like I, I was like, I was 270 pounds roughly. And I was like, I got to do fucking something. So I, I got on that keto plan, right? I, I got a tattoo, started my first tattoo, shout out Key City. Um, John Rippey, my artist who did my arm Those of you who have seen it and love it Go see them, they are fucking I love them, might be stopping by soon For some more work, but we will talk About that later, maybe get some of the Boys of Key City on this podcast, we'll, we'll see What happens, but um, I got a tattoo In December, and I started working out in January And I uh, started the keto and, it, and once I started keto I mean, I was religious about This fucking keto bullshit, I was miserable But it was football season And the one thing about keto that Buffalo wings were keto So that was like I had buffalo wings every Sunday And that was like my cheat meal Because I wasn't eating pizza anymore I tried to make cauliflower pizza Or cheese pizza And it was fucking disgusting So I didn't eat pizza for like two months And I I didn't eat anything I liked But I did the, the meal plan Of where I didn't eat breakfast I just had this, you know, bulletproof coffee And then I would have like a protein with some fat for lunch and then a protein with fat for dinner and then nothing after dinner, zero, just water, right? And um, I slowly took, I I love Diet Coke. I was a big fan of Diet Coke for years. It was delicious. There was nothing better than Diet Coke. Even on cheat meals, like once a week, I would have a Diet Coke with those wings. You know, the the Diet Coke was just so heavenly. But um, I started slowly taking that Diet Coke out where I'd have maybe one a week, maybe one every two weeks. And, and this keto thing worked and I, the weight started falling out the first week. You know, it's always easy to lose weight the first week because stop eating 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 calories, eat 2,000 calories and work out. You'll lose a lot of water weight real quick. You'll lose all that excess sugar you're not putting in. You, you have that little keto flu where you're shitting all the time and you're going through all these things and... And then next thing you know, I lose seven pounds. I lose four pounds, so I'm down 11. I lose another five pounds. So I'm just, the weight's falling off. And, and then two week, two months later, um, I was down 30 pounds. So I went from 270 to 240. And I was comfortable as shit there. Like, I felt better. I was running more. Um, by this time, I'm running. January, I ran about 80 miles that month. I think February, which is a shorter month, I ran like 90 miles. And then all of a sudden, I got some bug up my ass. Oh, wait, I'll tell you why I got a bug up my ass. Um, I, I started listening to books. And I listened to the David Goggins book. Can't, uh, I think it's Can't Hurt Me. Can't Hurt Me. Can't Hold Me Down. Can't Hurt Me. I think it's called Can't Hurt Me. And um, his story and just the shit he went through. And shout out David Goggins. Once again, I don't know him, but that man helped change my life. Um, it's a fucking mental game. And I've learned that. And as much as I didn't want to wake up and go lift with Ty fucking three days a week, we started lifting at 530 in the morning. 
So um, I'd go over to, I'd wake up at five, I'd go to Ty's house, we'd lift for an hour, we'd sauna for 20 minutes. All things I've learned from fucking goddamn Joe Rogan and David Goggins and put your mind into it and do this thing and then Ty fucking doesn't run, but then Ty's getting into running and Ty finishes first half marathon. Just all these things are fucking happening and then I start running more and in March I ran 100 miles. First time I ever ran 100 miles in a month and that's a fucking accomplishment and, and the weight's falling off and falling off and falling off and I'm not dieting and I'm still not technically dieting but it, you got to change everything. Like the lifestyles change. So I I don't eat fast food the way I used to. I would crush McDonald's or 7-Eleven and, and now I pack my lunch every single day. My lunch is boring as shit. But it's the same thing every day. I take a, a protein yogurt. I, I eat some nuts and fucking raisins, have an apple, and have some sort of protein. Today, we had chicken with hot mustard. Just dip that shit in, cold chicken, eat it. It was good. Had some yogurt, had an apple. Um, I did a five-mile run this morning. I had a protein shake after the run. And, and then tonight, we'll probably have some chicken or ground beef or something. You know, eat some. And then the only problem is I am snacking a little bit again. Um, it's not pies and candy. I got to be careful. But um, I need a little salty treat. So uh, sometimes I'll have some chips and salsa when I get home from work. Or then maybe at night I might have a little, little bowl, a little bowl, maybe a couple pretzels or some Grandma Utz. But um, I ended up losing more weight, right? So I got down and I uh, remember I came home from um, a run and I stepped on the scale and I was 204 pounds. Um and I was shocked, like 204 pounds. I may try. So uh, Ty's going to the beach next week. So we're, uh, we're working out this week. We're, we're, I'm still running, um, but we're not going to lift next week. And then when he gets back, we're going to start hitting the shit hard. And we're going to probably do 75 hard or something like that and do some bullshit and just shred up. We're doing our first full marathon. Never done a full marathon, but I'm, me, Corey, and Ty heading out to Delaware in November to do our first full I'm not going to lie. I think about it a lot. I'm nervous. I know probably physically I'm not worried about running it, but it's a fucking mental game. But then I'll just, like I did yesterday, I wake up and I look at Dave Goggins' Instagram and he's talking about what a pussy he is and how he has that internal struggle and how his shoes are his bitch and he just has to convince himself that he's got to just go do it. So, uh, like, I run long miles on weekends. I did nine on Saturday, 11 on Sunday. I need to go out and get a real long one in coming up, like do a 15, 16, because mentally I got to be up at like 20, 22 miles before I do that full, just so I know I can do it. Um, I know my body can do it, but can my brain? And I know I can. I'm not, I know I'm going to complete it. And even last night, I fucking signed up for updates on the Boston Marathon. I'm definitely never going to qualify for Boston. I'm too slow, but uh, I'll raise some money for a charity if that that gets me in. And I'll I'll expect all of you guys listening out there to help me. And uh, uh, I'll go run the Boston Marathon and we'll raise a lot of money for, we'll figure it out, a charity. I'm all about giving back. Um, We like charity. We, the, we had help when uh, PJ was in the NICU. You know, we had help. But, um, you know, I start running and I'm, I'm getting this thing and I'm down to this 204 and I'm wearing clothes. I don't think I wore clothes this size in high school because I wore baggy shit. And it's 2021 where you wear tighter clothes. But I'm now wearing large shirts and I was a double, triple X guy. And, and just it's fucking crazy. But um, it's kind of cool. So uh, I've been doing all this stuff and, and, and I wake up six days a week early in the morning and I work out or I run and that'll be, we'll talk about fitness in this podcast. We'll talk about all sorts of things, you know, um, 
talk about sports. And we'll definitely talk about like parenting when I have some other parents on here. I am not one of those parents who lies to you. I will not tell you, oh, everything's great. It's so much fun. My kids are the best. This is awesome. That is fucking horseshit. Kids suck. They are the greatest inconvenience in the world. I would jump in front of a million bullets for my kids. I would do anything to protect them and and make them have a better life than I've had. And I've had a good fucking life. I've enjoyed it, but I would do anything for them. Anything. I love them more than life. But God damn, they suck sometimes. They drain the shit out of you. Two boys, 10 and 7 right now in the household. Like I said, one on the spectrum, one not. They're messes, but we have fun. We do things, but it's not always easy. It is. I will never say the shit is easy. Whew, just thinking about it isn't easy, but it's fun, man. Have fun with your kids. Be a friend, but still be a dad, right? Like, I get away, and I'll, I'll sneak up, and I'll tell PJ some stuff and make a little joke, and he'll laugh because it's funny, and I probably shouldn't say some of the shit I say, but it's, it's I'm real. I don't really change who I am. The only thing I, I adjust is professionally when I'm working and, and dealing with my clients, um, I'm very professional. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't, I know how to talk to people. I'm really good at talking and and it's very important that, um, the clients know when they ask me to do something that one, it's going to get done properly and right. And everything's going to be good. And, and, And then, you know, I, I, I do well for myself. I, I've made a pretty good living being a fucking pool boy. And yes, the pool boy joke, I've been doing pools for my whole life and it's never happened. So I love my wife. I'm very faithful. But I promise you, it has never happened. The opportunity has never happened. There's never even been a remote thought of that cool porn shit happening. There's never been a lady that goes, oh, hey, pool boy. Maybe because I was a fat piece of shit. No one wanted to have sex with me uh, except my wife. So good job for her. Way to go. That's awesome. I'm lucky. Um, My wife's smoking hot and I did definitely outkick my coverage. She's way better looking than I ever deserve. And she's super special inside and I love her for everything that she is. And she's a great mom and uh, I can't say enough about her except that she's a woman. So therefore she's crazy. Speaking of, I said that one time, like, out of context, and Facebook fucking blocked me. And every woman I know says, yeah, we're crazy. That's what we are. So, whatever. I love my wife. She's crazy. She knows it. But we all are. So, um, it's just been that, that, that joy. And, and I've started to learn. I said earlier about, like, you got to go through pain to, to know how it feels. And I'll probably wrap this one up with, like, um, the pain of my dad and Neil, right? Like, that's a different kind of pain. But I actually like physical pain. So like lifting heavy weights sucks. You get sore. Running 15 miles fucking sucks. It's sore. Getting tattooed for countless hours sucks, but there's something about it. Uh, It's addicting because you like it. Uh, I I have a fucking sleeve tattoo now that I didn't have seven months ago. And, And I see the result. And, and, and this running and lifting and eating 41 years old, I'm in the best shape of my life because there's been struggle and pain and, and I quit drinking and, and that sucked and it's struggle and it wasn't easy and there was pain and, and now it's not. And, and my dad and Neil, and that sucked, but I see the joy of what they brought me and, and taught me and, and things that hopefully I can show to my kids and just, we don't know where we're going. We don't know what we're doing. Um, as uh, the, the great Sean Carter says, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Paul. This is the lively show. You know, we're going to have fun. We're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about, like I said, 
the, the joys of parenting, the joys of small business, the joys of big business. There'll be some politic bullshit. We'll probably talk shit about your what you like, what you don't like. It doesn't matter. I'm a fucking Redskin fan, football team fan. We suck. You know, but I still love them. You know, there's love, there's passion. And, and that's what I hope this brings to you, that, that, that we have fun. Maybe you get a little bit more inside of how I am and uh, my guest and I, and we're going to talk. And, and I think that's kind of what we're going to do here for episode one, right? So it's episode one. We're going to do some long-form conversations, but I just thought maybe for those of you who don't know me, my name is Paul Lively. I was born April 22nd, 1980. I love my life and everyone in it. It's what we do. We go running. We hashtag get it. And because I got to end the, the, this the way I used to end Live with Lively, because it is what it's all about. If no one told you today they love you, I do. Hug the ones you hug. Love the ones you love. And uh, I'm out of here. Holla. Woo! Hello world. It is Paul Lively. Episode two, The Lively Show. Um, So yeah, episode one went pretty well. We are here in the Millennium Studios um, in the beautiful state of Maryland. Um, We are going to have a guest today. And this person is special. And without this person, this may not have happened. He's been pushing me for a long time. And this is going to be just a normal conversation that we would have, whether we're recording it or not. We'll see what happens. We'll see where it goes. I give you Michael T. Mike Tedderis. What's up, Mike? Oh, hey, buddy. Um, yeah, I appreciate you having me over here. And I, I, uh, I, I'm glad you decided to do this. Uh, I've, been, uh, I've been pushing you because I know you have the ability to do this. And uh, and who's, who knows how far this will stretch? This is the, you are the first guest yeah. ever of this thing when it's going to go viral and be the biggest podcast in the world and take over Dak Shepard and Joe Rogan. Here we come. Yeah, Joe Rogan doesn't have a shot with you. Yep, probably not. He just has a $100 million contract. Yeah. That's all right. What do you want to talk about? The Redskins? <laughs> we played our second string last night. Yeah, I knew that was coming. That's of course. All, that's all the announcer said. Because that's all we needed. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. You're undefeated in preseason for 20 games. I, I, they talk about that one more time. I swear to God. Like, who cares? Nobody. Does anyone care? I didn't even know about it until this week. <laughs> and it, they did. I don't remember last year. It'd be like, oh, 17 in a row. Well, I will say this. that in Watching preseason, it is cool to see, like, some of the players that are, you know, that – Usually aren't going to get any burn, or some of the players that are going to make the team and could make an impact. Like you know, it is cool to see that Huntley had you know four touchdowns and two hundred seventy yards. Whether that's against a second string or not, that's uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's a pretty good uh, so that's a pretty good stat line there. Uh, whether against second string, first string, or whatever. Yeah, I hate the Ravens. Yeah, I hate the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though. I, I was talking to Doug this morning, and um, he was like. They're just good, meaning the Ravens, and we just suck, meaning the football team. And I was like, this is a horrible thing to say, but... I keep on saying Redskins. It's not well, I mean, we, we, I still say Redskins. I have Redskins gear, but it's a horrible statement what I'm about to say, but every play I want Lamar to get hurt because I'm a horrible person and I want you guys to feel the agony of the RG3. But then, like, <laughs> I watched that one, like, the first quarter when he, he just, like, flicked his wrist and dropped the dime right into the receiver... No one could have caught that but the receiver. I'm like, 
This motherfucker's so good. He's nasty. And I fucking hate it. Cause you know, it, what the, it the weird part is, is when you said that about being hurt, I get a lump in the back of my throat. Like, I feel like I want to cry. But yeah, what happened with Dobbins? Is there any update? Uh, not an official update. He has. He's getting, like, MRIs and stuff today. Yeah, when he went I'm waiting down. for Harbaugh to call me back. And oh, okay, well, when Harbaugh calls you, just let, let me know. Just yeah. send me a text. Yeah, I'll send you one for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm excited, man. Football season, it's like... Uh, you know, I, I attempt to tell my girl, my family, like, Sundays. Your girl? Yeah, speaking of that. Wait, 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 wait. Your girl? Why don't you, uh, we need to work girl. on that word. Yeah, yeah. So, for those of you who do, who do not know, I'm newly engaged. I popped the question. His girl, a.k.a. fiance. My fiance, yeah. Yeah, that's a funny story. I can, uh, Yeah, I'll talk about that a little bit. Um yeah, we'll sw- we'll skip the subject here over to that. And I went to I went out to lunch with my daughter, uh, Sophia, and I were you know Sophia obviously, and we were out to lunch at Tsunami. She's twelve, but she has like the taste of like the culture of like a I don't know college student or something. But anyway, so we're eating this weird food, and I parked across the street in downtown Frederick from your local uh, Colonial Jewelers, and. Um, we were walking to my truck, and she said, Dad, Dad, please, let me go in, please. I just want to, will you just come check them out, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I said, uh, I said no, like four times. And then I finally said, okay, because I'm wrapped around her finger pretty much. So I go in there, and um, yeah, I don't really need to say much else. They got me. You know, I saw the ring, the one, and I picked it out. And um, I left there without it, and then went back, um, Picked it up. I had it in my possession for less than an hour. Came back home. Uh, got on my knee in the kitchen. She was just getting out. It was her birthday. No, it was the day before her birthday. She was getting out of the shower. She came. I was kneeled behind the, the uh, refrigerator door. And I said, told her that the refrigerator was leaking. And she came out. And she was like, of course the refrigerator is leaking. What else can go wrong? And I was behind the door of the refrigerator. And when she shut it, I was on one knee with a ring in my hand. And she made a real ugly crying face and got real uh, uh, real sad and happy at the same time. Uh, she didn't post a video because it wasn't one of them like, oh my God, this is amazing. I love this video. It was like, it was pretty weird. Well, because it's, it's also special. Who gives a fuck about a video? Like, yeah. we don't need a video our entire life. And I post more shit than anyone. And you don't have to post everything. That's an intimate fucking moment between yeah. you two. Wait, wait, what? I mean, you, you, the way you tell the story, so she was naked? She had a towel wrapped okay, around her. Okay, cool. Good yeah, job. She had her hair was soaking wet. She was just brushing. She had a towel wrapped around her. Oh. It was not a spot. And that's what, like, is cool about it, like you were just talking about. And I, I tell her all, like, I, like, at the house, I'm always doing funny stuff with the kids and whatever. And she'll, like, like not that she posts a million things, because she doesn't. But once in a while, she'll be like, do that over. And I don't do, I can't do that over. Right. Because I'm weird, and I do stupid stuff, and... When I do that over and it's planned, it's not funny. Right, you need all. to be spontaneous. Yes. So, it's got to happen what happened. So the way that it happened is the way kind of my I am and the way our lives are. And uh, it's great. I was reading an article this morning. I actually sent it to you. Um, and a friend of mine posted it on there. And it was about... Um, it was about garbage time, and that's a weird, weird, weird word for it. But they were talking about well, it was started with quality time. It, quality. Was, it was the difference between qu- what quality time really is. Yeah, was what the article was. Yeah, and um, I just really liked the explanation of the garbage time when they were talking about just 
weird, not weird, but just spontaneous moments when you get to like witness your kids doing something fun or cool or just like, you know, it explained in the article like seeing your kids at, you know, come out at a weird time at night and eat a bowl of cereal at 11 o'clock and just having a conversation. Yeah, like, or like happened last stuff. night. Yeah. Happened last night. Last night, Sarah Brady went to bed earlier and PJ wanted to watch the NASCAR race because it was Daytona and he fucking loves NASCAR. And PJ's so awesome. He sounds like a NASCAR. Well, yeah, he fucking thinks he's a NASCAR sometimes. <laughs> But um, we were uh, sitting there, and I'm, like, trying to do some things, like, just to neat up the house. I'm doing laundry. I'm doing a bunch of shit, and I'm tired. I got up early, and, and next thing I know, I'm like, I'm going to go lay down, buddy. Make sure you go to bed. He's like, okay. I mean, it was probably 9.30. I was going to go back. I thought he might fall asleep, but um, I fell asleep. So I go down there at 3 in the morning, and he's passed out on the couch. He's got his blanket and pillow. And just laying on the couch, he got both recliners up, so he made his own little bed, and he just chilled. And then when I got home from the run, he was like, hey, Dad, Blaney won. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks, bud. I'm like, did you watch the whole race? He goes, yeah. It went over. It was a, there was a bad wreck at the end, and then it, it, there was no overtime, but it ended under caution. And uh, I just, yeah, Blaney won. I mean, it was a big wreck, but uh, we'll, we'll watch it later. I'm like, what time was it? He goes, I don't know, like 1130. Yeah. But like sitting there last night, we shared a bowl of chips. Watching the race, just me and him, while the other two were sleeping, it's like that's the bullshit yeah. they were talking about. And it's not recited moments, you know what I mean? Or like, uh, like I said, purposely, you know, spending some. Like it said, was talking about quality time, and and it made me think about like, so your kids are a little bit younger, but my my daughter's twelve, and uh, you know, I, I get like, you know, I try to hug and kiss her because you know I always treat her like my little baby still, and she's like. Dad, stop! Don't talk. No, oh no, I'm not a morning person. I you know. She loves me, and I and I know, but she's just twelve, and uh, like, you know, she surprisingly, you know, uh, had a you know a couple weeks ago, or yeah, a couple weeks ago, had a nightmare or something, and and I'm laying in bed, and it's me, and uh, MJ sleeps between us because Kate's supposed to have him in his, in in his bedroom like a year ago, but she. Won't give that up. It's funny. D- so, PJ right. stuck with us forever. Right. Well, I mean, when I say forever, I mean forever. forever. Yeah. So she, so it's me, MJ in the middle, and Kate, and then my twelve-year-old Sophia comes down, and she has her own room upstairs, and you know her little sanctuary. But she comes downstairs and asks to sleep in bed with us. It's like one o'clock in the morning, and I didn't sleep, you know, because I'm squished between a twelve-year-old, a two-year-old, and you know, Kate takes up three quarters of the bed. Oh. And then the other three of us have to fend for ourselves. But Kate Selfish taking up the bed. Yeah, Kate Selfish taking up the bed. But I sat there for a minute and I try to like I try to I try to take moments like that and just like think like wow. Like I'm laying here in bed with my daughter, my son, my soon to be wife, you know, and at that time I didn't know if she was my soon to be wife. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it, it's just really cool. It's really cool. I got, I got, like, a big, huge feeling of gratitude. Like, I'm, I, you know, I don't well, care that come, I couldn't I mean, when you're a piece of shit like we are, like, <laughs> at some point in life, I was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, you know, I did all these things where I was a mess with my life. And then you look around, and it's like, holy, how the fuck did I get here? Yeah. How am I lucky enough that I'm here? Mm-hmm. I say part of it's blessed, part of it's God, part of it's work, part of it's understanding. But... Mm-hmm. When you wake up and life's pretty good, and you look around like, yeah, and it's a combination of all them things you just talked about, you know. And uh, 
uh, you know, and I'm a I'm a small business owner in Frederick. And plug it, plug your business, plug Michael. Plug business. your business. Heating and air. Call us today for your HVAC needs. Any heating, ventilation, and air conditioning, electronic air cleaners. If you don't want COVID in your house, we can definitely take care of that with a UV light that kills the virus. One hundred percent guaranteed. I didn't. I don't get paid for this shit yet. <laughs> when I get sponsors, I'm come yeah, on. Yeah, he's gonna send me a bill. When Hell yeah. Over. So, uh, but yeah, so, you know, and uh, I was thinking about that this morning too, and I walk out and, uh, you know, I have, uh, you know, and, and thank God it's not nothing, you know, I moved, you know, I brought a shovel, but he moved the mountain, you know, and I have, uh, you know, I have you know, five trucks and I employ a few guys and uh, it's awesome, you know, it's awesome to watch, it's awesome to see, and, uh, you know, and uh, I'll, I'll just, I'm not ashamed to say it, I'm a recovering alcoholic, and uh, I spent most of my teenage and 20s in uh, the pits of hell, for the most part, and, uh, you know, by the grace of God, and, and uh, you know, a, a program that I follow, I am, um, you know, I'm, 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 rec- I'm in recovery, and, uh, and it's awesome, you know, and it's given me all these blessings and things, and things that sometimes I complain about, stuff that I complain about are things that I, I prayed about in the past and it's awesome to see. And, uh, you know, like I got, I got a couple guys and you know, my guys, they're awesome. Mikey and Cody and Giuliano. I got a new guy, Mike, that works for me. Um, and, and, um, uh, I, I tend to be higher guys in recovery, you know, that, ha- or at least have some kind of past or something because, uh, I feel like I, sometimes I, you know, even though it's a real pain in the ass sometimes because, I've gone through some guys and they've had some problems. Um, but well, fucking the workforce you know, sucks, man. Yeah, Every, I mean, no one wants to work hard. And, and I'll be honest, man, you know, I've noticed and it just seems to be a trend that guys, you know, uh, in recovery or that have lost it all have a burnt, like a fire in them to, you know, work hard or they're very talented and they can put their, you know, efforts, you know, towards something good. And, and, uh, I've got it worked, you know, the guys, my core group of guys that's been with me for three or you know, four years. My business has been around for almost five now. Did it on my own for the first year. Um, they're all guys that were previously, you know, in recovery or, you know, incarcerated at some point. And, um, you know, and they're, they've changed their lives. You know, one of my guys came from incarceration and stuff and uh, is a homeowner, is got a family, bought a house, like, um, it's just got a lot of stuff going for him, and it's awesome to watch. And I've had a couple guys do that with me. Yeah, I mean, we see that all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> it's cool. You know, and uh, it, and it's cool to grow locally, too, you know, and, and see, uh, you know, see the, uh, um, you know, cu- you know, develop customer relationships and, um, you know, reviews, man. Like, that's been, like... You know what I realize is the biggest thing is reviews because everyone. It's like if you're between seventeen and or you know sixty years old, if you're if you're hiring a company, you're looking online at their reviews to see yeah. if they're you know, and that's how you know I've been. People uh, look at price and what reviews say for the most yeah. part. We're both in the service industry. Like I fix swimming pools, you fix air conditioning. We deal with people. People are cool sometimes. People are assholes sometimes. But you got to yeah. learn to deal with all of them. Yeah. Speaking of uh, pools, you, you, you clean some some uh, pretty cool people's pools, don't you? No, because that's none of your business. Oh, oh no. we I mean, yeah, we, we have clientele all over the place. I mean, we're, we're here in the Washington, D.C. area where we have a lot of affluent people, and maybe we'll have them on this podcast eventually. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I see some really cool houses. That's for fuck's sake. Like, I see some houses where I'm like, holy shit. Like, I see houses where their maids' quarters are bigger than mine, but I don't care about that shit because I'm happy right now. <laughs> Here's a funny, horrible story. And this is how I'm going to get this in, in here. So you know I run a lot, right? Yeah, a lot. It's stupid. It's stupid how much I run. But, um... Like, I got up today at, uh, I got up at 4 o'clock today. Me too. Did, why? I couldn't sleep. I just oh. got up. Well, I got up and I put, uh, sports center. I put, uh, pork on the smoker. A whole pork. Not a whole pork. You can't fit a whole pork on a smoker. A whole pig. No, just the shoulder. Mm-hmm. So I put the whole shoulder on the smoker at 4 a.m. because it takes about 12 hours. And then, um, we have some pulled pork in our, uh. A smoker literally smokes the meat to cook it. Well, I mean, there's you still heat. need heat. Yeah, but it, the heat, the smoke is what gives it the flavor. What the it cooks smoke? It. Yeah, I mean, so I have a Traeger and I put these pellets in one side, and then you turn it on smoke for like 10, 15 minutes, and you set your temperature. Yeah. So I've been set at two twenty five. Traeger's fucking simple. You set and forget it. Make sure you have pellets. Is that like a good smoker? I don't know anything about smokers. I don't fucking know. I mean, they're yeah. expensive. I know yeah. that. Yeah. But no, I mean, I think a good smoker is like the wood ones, like a real. But I don't know how to. I'm I'm dumb. I don't want a big <laughs> old tree of oak and have to manage my heat and and vent it. You want to set and forget it? Absolutely. Yeah. Dumb is my middle name. Give me some dumb shit. <laughs> Let me eat some good meat. And it, it, So we've had it all... So I got it for my birthday. So we've had it since April. It's almost September. We've used it a lot. Pork butt's the, the go-to because you get so much meat and pulled pork and I'll eat pork all, all week at, at lunch. But it's, uh, it's cool. So you marinate it. Like last night, I put a whole bunch of mustard on it. Season it with a, a rub, basically, you know, like paprika, brown sugar, all that shit yeah. mixed up. And then I let it sit overnight, um, turn the smoker on at 4 in the morning, throw it on 4.30. It'll probably be done at 3. Trigger's got like a fucking thermometer that hooks up to it and you can get internal temperatures. And yeah, so it'll be good. Anyway, so I got up at 4 and I went running at 5. And um, today I'm doing, I did my long run. on. I do my longer runs on Sunday. And I did a 15-mile run. Jesus Christ. But here's the hilarious, horrible, disgusting part of the day. Mile six, I got the bubble guts. Oh, I got a story for you, too. Bubble guts. Go ahead. Horrible bubble guts. Oh, boy. Mile six. Mile six. Thought there was a porta potty coming up. I was like, all right, I'll make it. You should just wear Depends when you Well, there's no porta potty where I thought, but... Were you at Baker Park? No. I ran literally the entire around Frederick. I started at Baker Park. And then I ran basically all the way, Monoxy Boulevard almost all the well, way around. Monoxy River's got to be close. Well, I ran over the Monoxy River, but I thought there was a porta potty somewhere. Just but, shit down river. Well, I went into a field <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, but this has happened before. I've had this problem once. So did you like follow your own scent? You're, pre- you're prepared. You have toilet paper in your pocket. You have wipes. You bring wipes with you just in case. Does that happen often for runners? I think so. Because I used to make fun of Corey all the time. and say, hey, don't poop yourself. Because <laughs> I thought it was a running joke. But that shit's real. Oh, so he's, somebody has pooped themselves. Oh, if you go look at videos of runners shitting themselves, marathoners yeah. will be like, they'll poop while they're running. Like, That's ins- it's disgusting. It's but, so it's disgusting. like a funny joke and your body just gives out. Yeah. But I felt it. So, But this is the second time 
I've had this problem. So I always have a couple wipes. Just, you know, fold them up in case. Was it enough? Oh, yeah, it was good. So you just just squatted and yep. uh, quick. Quick, done. Did you yep. like, do like a half sit or? Yeah, you just kind of like, yeah, you kind of just lean back. And you <laughs> lean against a tree? Yeah, pretty much. In the middle, because I was in a field. It wasn't a tree. You just kind of had a... So it was an open field. Open field in the middle it's of the... Tall middle. grass. Pretty much. Not even that tall anymore. So was there a house in no, the No, no house. No one could see you. No one could see I was near the highway. Like, it, there was like... Okay. Big highway fields near it. But yeah, so I almost shit myself. That's gross. Thank you. Disgusting. But, I've done that, but... But hilarious. Yeah. The thing is, I ran 10 miles afterwards. Yeah, that's gross still. And yeah. Then, yeah. But that's pretty impressive. Yeah. You know, I... Uh, and this isn't a similar story, but I got a pretty... A kind of funny one. I went out to a job... Uh, on Friday, and I was, um, I got there. I was supposed to be there at nine. It was all the way in Joppa Town. Don't ask me why I traveled that far. Um, it was a friend of the family. We're doing a job for him, so I go out there to take a couple measurements, get a deposit from the customer. I'm supposed to be there at nine, as I said. I get there at like five of nine, right? And uh, so I wait till nine, and then like, so I called the homeowner, and the guy said, "Hey, look, my wife thought." You know, she'd had a few minutes. She's gonna. She ran out to Dunkin' Donuts. She'll be right back. So I'm in the driveway, and I say, "All right, well, does she park in the driveway?" And she said, "And he said yes." Um, I said, "All right, let me pull out of your driveway. She should be pulling up at any minute." So I get out of the driveway. I'm in a cul-de-sac. I'm parked head in, like between two houses, at a curb near a mailbox. So I'm waiting like ten minutes. She's not there, and I notice how dirty my truck is. It's insanely filthy and it's got, and I have a rag sitting on my front seat from something else and it was wet and I poured, poured some more water on it. So I just started like, you know, wiping my center console. So then I get to the steering wheel, I'm wiping the steering wheel and then I wiped um, right around the horn. And when I did, it let off a bam, just like a by accidental bam. And um, so I'm sitting there and like five minutes later, this old, older gentleman, I would say 50s, comes out of his house. And older he, gentleman? That's me in 10 years. Well, I'm fucker. just saying he's older than me. Okay. So he walks out of his house, all disheveled. I think he was in his pajamas or all something. All 50-year-olds are going to fucking Whatever. You. Yeah, well, whatever. This guy was a douche. He <laughs> uh, walks out of his house, rolls his window. I, I roll my window down, and I think he's going to ask me for a business card or what are you doing here, you know, because I'm, you know tattooed up, sitting in the middle of his, you know, cul-de-sac or whatever, I've been judged. And he said, uh, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm waiting for this homeowner because I'm an HVAC contractor. I have a job to do here. And he says to me, okay, why don't you get off your fucking lazy ass and knock on the door instead of blowing your horn like a fucking asshole? <laughs> And I was beside myself. People are crazy. Right? So I'm like, and like, you know, I don't know. You know, me 10 years ago probably would have got out and, you know, knocked the guy's teeth out or tried to at least. And, uh, but not today because I am a small business owner and I'm spiritual and I'm loving. And I, you know what I said to him? I said, I hope you have a nice day, sir. And, and I will pray for you. No, the fuck I didn't. I said, no. fuck you. <laughs> I said, go fuck yourself is what I said to the guy. It's funny. Like yesterday we were going, we were going to breakfast, me and the boys. And uh, we were leaving and I, I wasn't paying attention. It was early in the morning. And I might have gone a little wide in a circle. 
and there was a car next to me, and I guess I scared him because he thought I was going to hit him. So he got all pissed, and he beeped, and he got, he was behind me, and I saw him give me, you know, the middle finger salute, and I can see him mouthing, motherfucker, the kid's probably like 17 years old. Oh, boy. I got PJ and Braden in the car. Is he in a Honda Civic with, uh... Don't, don't talk shit about a Honda Civic. Okay, my bad. He was in an Integra or an Acura or something well, that's like that. that's cool, then. Okay. Well, I anyway, so, so, but I can see... Hold on, what was your sensitivity towards a Honda Civic? I had a Honda Civic my whole life. Oh, did you have exhaust and shit? No, I'm, no. I had a piece of shit Honda Civic. Oh, it wasn't like a Fast and the Furious? No, 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 no. I don't know anything about cars. You didn't have um, racing stripes? No, it was a silver Honda Civic. I bought it from Neil... When I graduated college for five grand and I sold it when I, 2014, when I got the Edge. Did you have a system? Not in that car. Did you have a head unit? That car, yes, I did. What kind of head unit? Pioneer, of Pioneer. Pioneer. Detachable face. Detachable face. Hold on. I got to tell you about the kid. I have a, okay. I got to tell you about the kid. Tell me about the kid. The Honda Civic kid. Who was it in Accurate? So. What year was it? Fucking, I was behind me. So, so PJ's like. Oh, oh, he's going to run us off the road. PJ's freaking out. Brandon's oh, like, I'm like, he's I can not going to imagine PJ. He's not going to do shit. He's not going to, but like, I can tell he's probably, could be high school, could be college. I can't tell because they all look 12 to me. So he looked like a younger kid. You should have chokeslammed him. Well, I had my kids in the car. You should have told them, watch that. Watch <laughs> that, he chokeslammed the shit out of him. But it's funny because I don't get like the road rage in my brain. I'm like, I'm going to beat the shit out of this kid. Fuck him. Yeah. But I do this. I roll my window down. I even gave him the international, like, my I'm sorry way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he, I, he, I heard him beep. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know if he thought I flipped him off then. I was just like, sorry. I didn't say, I don't have road rage either. So he, he comes up and like, motherfucker, fuck you. And my kid, I'm like, I just roll the window down. And I put my hand out and wave, hi. And that just pissed him off. Oh, I bet. So then he speeds up like a tough guy in front of me. And, I, and then he's going to brake check me and PJ's off. I'm like, we're fine. I'm far enough away. I'm yeah. watching this guy the whole time. Yeah. So then I noticed he kind of forgot about it. So I got over the left lane. We were on the highway. Then I get over in the left lane. And then I pass him. And then he did, of course, speed up, cut over three lanes, get in front of me, give me the finger and fly like 100 miles an hour to get off at the exit that was in a quarter mile. What like, a jerk. Like, these kids are fucking idiots. They are. It takes a lot. Like, you know, I, I'm not a hornblower. Are you a hornblower? I don't know. Like, unless, okay, unless it's a safety thing. Unless, like, somebody's going to hit me or I'm going to hit them. Well, yeah, of course. But, like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, not, like. I'm, no, I'm not. I, I don't care. I get mad. And, like, I, I, I've, I remember getting real mad at a friend of mine one time because he reached over and blew my horn for me. Yeah, you don't touch that. Don't touch somebody. I'll punch yeah, you. Yeah, I think the, the, the horn is a very, very important <laughs> You know, signal. It's like, black, it's, it's like a black man's radio. Right. Don't touch him. Don't, don't touch black yep. man's horn. Chris, Chris Tucker talking about <laughs> Yeah. And uh, so anyway, I wanted to hear more about your cars. What was your first car? 92 Toyota Tercel. Four speed. Color. Horrible, shitty, like a teal. Like a piece of shit teal. Nice. Four speed. Oh, it was a manual? Yeah, four-speed, though. No right, no five. No five. No side-view mirror. On purpose. On purpose. It was a piece of shit. Yours was a 92? 92, yeah. Okay. It was my mom's. Yeah. Because what happened is my mom got a Jeep, a 95 Jeep. Yeah. Wrangler. Uh-huh. And she was like, oh, we'll give Paul the Tercel. I had to pay insurance and gas. But she was working in D.C. and we were living in... Was Florida. it a two-door? What? A Tercel. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, turkle. Call it turkle. That's so funny. My grandma had a, my grandmother had a um, turquoise tercel, and it thing ran forever. Yeah. So, so my mom was driving to DC from Frederick, and she was driving the jeep, and it was crushing her on gas because jeep had a horrible gas mileage. So I yeah. kind of inherited a jeep. That's pretty cool. That's it. So, how long did you drive the tercel before you got the jeep? Like four months. Oh, well, you did. You did all right. My I, my first car was uh, no. I hit a tree with the jeep though. <laughs> I had an 89 Ford. But I went to jail after I hit that train. Good. You, should, okay. you probably deserved to go to jail. Well, I thought I had a flat tire. What do you mean? Before you hit the train? No, no, no. When the cops got there, I was trying to change my flat tire. But you hit a train. I totaled it. And you told him you had a flat tire? I was pretty drunk. <laughs> yeah, I had an 89 Ford Probe. It had the... Uh, uh, it had the flip-up lights. What the, the hell Ford Pro? Ford Pro. No idea. You have no idea? No idea. All right, so it was like the Ford... It was, they don't make them anymore, but it was like the sports car, the inexpensive sports car, like I guess. Baby Thunderbird? No, it's a Ford Pro, dude. Ford Thunderbird? I mean, you said a sports car like a Ford. No, it's a Ford... Like a Mustang? Like dude, if you... I can't... Uh, uh, listeners... If you don't know what a Ford Probe is, then <laughs> you're, normal. You need, you're not normal. Then you need to look it up when you leave, Paul. I will. Everyone I'm else just... in the world knows what a Ford Probe is because I had two of them, okay? Oh, okay. I had an 89 Ford Probe, and it was passed down from my brother. It was a giant golden piece of shit. And I drove it around for a while. Uh, one of my buddies back home was six foot nine, 340 pounds, and um, he stripped the gears out of the front seat. So we had to hold the front seat up with a lacrosse stick in the back and a milk crate so it wouldn't fall backwards. It was falling apart. Yeah, you get ghetto. Yeah. What's that? You get ghetto. You learn how to be ghetto. Oh, I got ghetto as shit. And so that car was falling apart and I was driving it to school. I think, I don't know, junior year, whenever I had my license. And uh, I had, uh, I, I was coming home from school one day and my dad said, I got a surprise for you when you get home. Because my car was like, it wasn't able to make it anymore at all. And uh, I had saved up a couple dollars. And uh, anywho, I came home from school and there was another 89 Ford Pro. I mean, when you're living a life of luxury, you get what you get. Oh, uh, but this one well, see, was... see, here's the thing. Like, this one was three-tone blue and not on purpose. It was like, it was like um, matte blue on the hood from like the junkyard. It was another blue from sun damage on the sides. And it was another blue on the back of it. And it was an automatic, and there was a button in the middle that said turbo. And it was like a, a on-off button, and right? And did nothing. And it did absolutely nothing. But when I pressed it, I thought I was going faster. Yeah, I went... My oh, when I had the head unit that you plug, that you put the tape deck in. You put oh, the tape deck in with the cord on the end of it. CD player? Yeah, and then I put... Um, well, people don't even know what CDs are anymore. I know. Well, I would have like, on the Walkman, I'd have to strap it down so it wouldn't skip. I'd like like my, Iron Eagle. Yeah, I was. I remember I got like the first Nelly CD. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, country, country grammar. grammar. There you and, go. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. I also had one of the first MP3 players ever. It was called the Samsung Yep. It was about three hundred dollars and it held eight songs. Well, I mean, that's baller status when you're a kid. Oh, well, you know. I mean, you know. Yeah. No, I went. So I went. I went Tercel Jeep '95 Jeep totaled. So I didn't have a car for a while. When I came home, I drove a piece of shit Geo Metro. You drove a Metro? Geo Metro was a loser. I know. And then (laughs) when I graduated college, I bought the Civic. I drove the Civic until I bought the Edge in 14. But also starting in 03, I've always had a work truck since 03. Yeah. Yeah. So I really drove my work truck more than the Civic or the Edge. 
Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I started my work career with DUIs, and uh, so I couldn't drive vehicles for a few years for any company I worked for. See, I got mine early. I was done with my DUI party. I had my my second DUI at twenty one. Me too. My right. first one. I had my first one at sixteen. Now, see, mine was at nineteen. So I got nineteen was the Jeep. Yeah. Totaled that. Like I said, thought I had a thought. I told the cop, like, I know I have a flat tire. He's like. No, you right. I'm like, no, fuck. And then I just gave up. And Did you went. really not think you ran those? I had no fucking clue. Are you serious? Horrible. You were that bad. I don't even know if I had a seatbelt on. I don't know anything. I don't fucking remember it. I remember that I had, I had on a pair of New Balances, and like you could see my toes and grass. So I don't know if I slid out or what happened, but yeah, I was going from the edge. Where of, were you at? Uh, Whittier. Okay. I was going from the backside of forty. Yeah. I was at Ruby Tuesdays drinking at a bar, illegally. Yeah. And I I was going to a party in Clover Hill. Okay. And I had all the beer in my car. Yeah. So course. I had a cooler in the back of the Jeep with all the beer from the party I was going to. Yeah. But I totaled my Jeep. And then when we got the Jeep out of Impound, there was like 48 empty beers in the cooler. Because the cops just emptied them all and put them back and in the cooler. Put them back in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But yeah, so we went to, me and my dad went to go look at the Jeep to see how much damage it was. Yeah. Because I thought, I thought, I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. I don't have a flat tire. You're lucky to be alive, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, I'm lucky to be it alive. It was pretty bad. I don't remember. I mean, it wasn't. It was just a bent frame. No, I'm saying when you, oh, the bent frame. Yeah, there was no, like, broken no, anything. No, like, busted windshield no. and well, all that stuff. I didn't have a top on it. didn't have doors on it. Right. No broken windshield. Dented front quarter bent frame. Yeah. But they were like, yeah, it's not fixable. So then that was that. So what what did you what was your first vehicle then for work? Uh my first work vehicle was a box truck, I think. Yeah, no, it was a I worked for um another HVAC local HVAC company. So have you done HVAC your whole life? Yeah. Well, since out of high school in 2002, um I immediately started my work career in HVAC and okay. um from 2002 to now I always joke with Mikey. I'm like, yeah, I've been doing this for 37 years. And he's like, you're, you're only 36 years old. Because it's a running... I mean, every time I say it, I'm always like, yeah, I've been doing this for 19 years. And then I'll tell somebody else, I've been doing this for 24. And I don't purposely do it. Like, it'll be me being sarcastic to one of my employees. Like, oh, you know what you're talking about. I've been doing this for 92 Oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, Greg and I have been working together pretty much since we graduated college. And I remember when he was telling... He was talking to a client. He's like, yeah, we have 35 years of experience between us. What the fuck's he talking about? Oh, he added it up. Well, he took his and mine and, like, I start, I mean, technically, I've been in the pool industry since 1995. Really? I was 15 as a lifeguard. Oh, yeah. That's the pool industry. Is it? I don't know. No. What? Because you lifeguarded at a pool? It's all, it's pool work. You got to learn. Was it at a pool or at a beach? I don't pull man, Spring Ridge. Did you ever save anybody? Yeah. No, you didn't. Of course I did. <laughs> I've done CPR. <laughs> on a person? On a person. On, on Not a, on a doll. What? No, it was uh, it was weird. So I was sitting... You know you're supposed to do it to the BG staying alive? I don't know the fuck. I mean, in 1996, uh, uh, I was... So I was working at Discovery Pool. In... Walkersville? Yep. And I was sitting out front smoking a cigarette. Ew. And then a guy upstairs fainted. He wasn't even at the pool. He was at, like, the clubhouse. And one of the ladies ran, help, 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 someone help. So I ran up there, and he's just lying there dead. Pretty much. No pulse, no nothing. Did you bring him back? Yeah. That's wild. I should be, uh, I should have been a lifeguard. I was at a family party, and uh, my niece, um, 
well, she's my little cousin. Her name's Bella, and uh, she was, uh, we were all singing happy, it was her birthday party, I think, and we were getting ready to sing happy birthday and bring the cake out, and everybody was around in a circle, and I noticed that a splash, I noticed a splash in the pool, and the pool was like, I don't know, 50 yards from the deck, and I looked down, and I seen a little girl floating to the bottom of the pool. And so I ju- I ran off the deck and jumped down and pulled her out of the pool. And uh, she was she just coughed up water and stuff. But like, um, yeah, I forgot about that story. Yeah. So you just said that I saved her life. Wow. See? Yeah. Well, we did. I had an experience like that not a few months ago well, with MJ. If your fucking business goes under, yeah, and you you can work for us, yeah. Well, that's why um, Kate makes Kate makes fun of me or made fun of me at first. But I uh, and I I don't even know if I'm plugging somebody else's business, but. Um, MJ swallowed a marble a few months ago, and yep, I told had, me that. yeah, and uh, it freaked. I was by myself with him. Uh, he was probably seconds from you know, I don't even want to say. Mm-hmm. I got the marble out of his throat. Yep. in a very violent way with my hand. Yeah, do what you got to do. It was like a raptor claw down his throat. But anyway, finger sweep. It's called a finger sweep. Is the technical uh, term? The EMTs. I asked them, and they said, "Look, man." Any way you need to do to get See, it out. See, the thing, they, they're, they're worried about those because he's so little. You could push it in further. Well, that's what I initially did, I think. Huh. and Because uh, I tried all the other, turning them upside down and all that other stuff. and uh, But uh, that was the longest two minutes of my life. I'm sure. And the scariest. And, uh, but I went online immediately and bought some device called G-Choker. And, and it's for children, and I got two of them: one for adults or younger adults, and one for Is children. Is it like a, children. Like a, a thing? Like no, a, it's a it's an actual like suction tube thing that there's like a, it looks like a face mask, and it's got like a plunger on the back of it, and you, yeah, it looks like a whole. So you're gonna mess. plunge someone's face with a shit plunger? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna plunge someone's face off. Yes, what kind, what I'm gonna kind, plunge what, something out of their throat. What kind of shirt's that? This is actually an old brand. It was a store that was in downtown Frederick. I don't know if it's around anymore, but it's called Citizen Frederick. Okay. And uh, it was a local company. And at this point, I've had it for so long. And I think I've had it for, I don't know, 12 years or so. You should get that tattooed. And I wear it weekly. It's pretty badass. And it's literally paper-thin transparent. For those of you who won't ever see this shirt, it's like a deer with some axes and just says CF. But it looks pretty badass. Yeah, it does look badass, but like I'm not that badass, so I don't know if I would get it because I I don't like hunt deer. We we should learn to hunt. Yeah, but I think I would just cry. Yeah, I've never shot a gun. I would. Yeah, I. You've never shot a even a pistol or anything. Oh, it's empowering. It's awesome. (laughs) Paintball. I'm not against it. I'm all for it. I'm just I've never. Well, do me a favor. If anyone ever asks you if you've ever shot a gun, say yes. Don't say paintball. Don't say paintball. No. 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 Don't say paintball. Just say no. Just well, say the, no. The I've whole world just found out. Okay. Because well, the whole then. world... That, so, I'm that popular that the whole world listens to this. Yeah, man. you got, what, 9 million viewers at this point? Nine, YouTube, that, YouTube from the first one was 9 million. Yeah, yeah. And so we don't even have a YouTube channel. We're viral, bro. We're we don't... Viral. We, we had 9 million without even having a YouTube video on it. <laughs> how fucking good we are. I know. I wonder at some point, are you going to... Uh, Move this well, to we'll like a yeah. videos type type platform rather than just like a we like I we don't know what this is going to be. This is yeah. just like, I think you're just trying to deflect from the fact you've never shot a gun before. That's why be true. I bought, yeah. but yeah, but back to that. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to shoot a gun? 
Or is it something that you're well, just I've like... Well, I've been thinking more and more about taking... You could just go to the machine gun nest. No, I know. I've been thinking more and more about like taking the class yeah. and possibly getting a gun. Well, in this day and age, I'd say it's probably not a bad idea. Right. Yeah. But like a real, like do it legally, but I want to be, I want to be completely trained because yeah. I don't, and I don't know if I even want, if I want a gun in the house. No, it's crazy. I've been in two situations where guns have went off, um, really close to me where it was like, holy shit. Right. Like I've, the only time a gun went off near me was there was a shooting at my college. Oh boy! But it was like a, there was like a dance or a part. I don't remember. It was pretty drunk. Did somebody get shot? Ah, uh, maybe. I don't really remember. Like, I, like honestly, when I tell you about college, like, someone really don't remember. Someone. So when I post this on Facebook, you were probably a fucking good time though. Oh, uh, good time. Yeah, yeah, good, good time. Time, Paul. Paul. Yeah, I was never. I mean, there might have been one or two, like, dickhead, grumpy drunks. But you were fun loving drunk. I was a fun loving drunk. I didn't. I wasn't mean drunk. I wasn't. I was definitely a slur. I was. You could yeah. tell. You could tell when I was drunk because like I had fucking like lazy eyes and slurry. And, you know, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, but you probably still functioned. That's the weird part about like. Well, I blacked like out. Well, I blacked out a lot. I did black out. Right, but you'd be in a walking blackout. Yeah, completely fine. Yeah. Like people, like Tony would tell me shit. I would have to ask Tony. Like he didn't know. I'd be like. What did we do last night? He's like, well, you I don't like remember? That. I'm like, no. He's like, you fucking were an idiot. I'm the like, blackouts oh. were scary, but the I like the brownouts. Where I used to like the brownouts. In and out. Where it's like, I remember some parts. Well, that's like... Did I really do that? Like, You know what I mean? And I look at my phone and I'm like, oh boy. See, we didn't have that. Well, I'm saying like, yeah, towards the end. Because I, you know, I didn't have phones either at first. I, I think I got my first cell phone when I was like 17. See, I've had cell phones, but... How old are you older than me? Yeah. Much of, you're only a few years old. Four. Okay, so you're 40 or 39? 41. 41. So I'm, I'll be 37, yes. Yeah, you're 84. Yes. I'm 80. Uh, 84 uh, minus 80. Yeah, I think four. my brother is 80. Yeah, my brother's 1980, okay. too. Yeah, it's a good year. 1980. Yeah, 1980. Yes. Yeah. So I've had a cell phone. My dad worked at Radio Shack. Uh, okay. So I always had a cell phone. Like once they became popular. I didn't have a cell phone. In high, high school, we had pages. Yeah, I had a page too. But do you do you did you have a time when you uh, like I remember having a cell phone, but leaving it in the car. Like, well, we had a car phone, like it was a bag. Oh no, I remember the bag phone. My uncle Steve right. was the first one to ever have a bag phone. I like, think. yeah. So we had a bag phone, and then the first thing I had was like, it wasn't even like a real cell phone. It was like some Sprint PCS weird, I had weird Nokia something was the first one I had. I had that Motorola StarTech. See, I wasn't you were then you were balling because I was well, I was poor. I, I was semi. Well, we blue collar. I was never. I, I can't say we were. Poor. We we went from real poor to like middle class. But my parents had me young. Yeah. Like I mean, we were poor. We're like we had one car for the family, and it was a piece of shit Chevette. Yeah. We're like, and my mom and my mom would throw me in the back of the Chevette, and we'd go pick up my dad from work. You were poorer than me. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then we, but then once, the, but they were twenty seven, thirty years old. Now I was pretty poor when I was thirty. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, well, ten years ago I had nothing. Like I, I thought know, I had a lot. You and me both. Right. So you know? so, but when you look at the the scheme of things, yeah, it's I could yeah. I couldn't afford what I have now, Ted, when I was thirty. Hell no. no. Right. So. 
So it's all about thirty is the year I started getting my life together, right? You know so, what I mean, or like a little bit before that. But like, so, but we went from Laurel, where we were, then we were renting, and then my parents bought a house in Spring Ridge, a townhouse in '92, and then they bought a single family in Spring Ridge in '99. So and is that where your mom? Like, I know she just moved, but yeah, that's well, where she moved from. That's the house that I went to and fixed her air conditioning. You fixed my mom's air conditioning at the house from my college years on. Yeah, because that's where I found that awesome picture of you. The right? introducing... The the, jeans. They weren't Jenko. They were rocking. Whatever they were. I, Intr- every the, time they pop up as a Facebook memory, they get it gets posted. Introducing Paul. With, what up, LaSalle? You know what that is. Lasers. Intr- yeah, introducing Paul with his... Uh, Rock, I had rock. They, they were they were, they were, they were, they were wide jeans. leg jeans. They, they no, were. they were straight leg, wide leg. But they were like. Have, did you have lugs on too, or something? No, man, I didn't wear lugs. They were. were I don't know what the fuck they were, but they, they had were heels. something cool. They were badass. Uh, they were probably them Skechers. No, no, like pretty much everything I wore was from my roommate because I didn't know what any of that shit was when I went there. Eric, Eric, Eric dressed me. Eric, Eric made me cool. Well, you know, I said I, I like to fit in. Yeah. So these kids are cooler than me. I want to be like them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I know. That's why I want to be like you. You're cooler than me. I'm definitely not cooler than you. You're so cool. I used to think I was really cool, not anymore. See, I, I used to think I was way fucking cooler than I am. And now I'm definitely. You know what I'm doing is turning into my father. I mean, I, I see it. In, you know, I was. I half cut the grass late yesterday, and I was like set on this pattern that I was going to do. Yeah. And I got this Kubota um, zero turn. Ooh. Yeah, badass. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you got a big yard. I do. I got an acre. And, um, and yeah, deer run through it. I got peach trees and all this weird stuff. And, and uh, anyway, so I was mowing the lawn and it started raining like hard. If anybody was around here yesterday, it started raining really hard around two, uh, I don't know, no, what? four or five o'clock. Yeah, it was whatever more, time it was, but it started my neighborhood. It started raining really hard for about two hours. It was later than that. It was six later. O'clock, yeah, seven because because I o'clock. yeah because I grilled. We live yeah. about probably if it was a four straight, miles. If it was a straight line, a mile and a half, mile and a half, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah, it was probably because I grilled it. We did. Me and the boys did steak last night. Yeah, you were telling me that. What kind of steak did you have? Grass fed New York strip. Man. This is all kind. Can't hide money. Can't hide money. Well, you know? I like to eat now. So, but I was, uh, what I was saying was, is that I couldn't cut my grass all the way, and I think that's probably why I didn't sleep last night. I've been upset about it since it's been halfway done, and it's driving me nuts that I feel like the grass that I already cut is going to have to get yeah, recut because it rained and my grass grows like crazy. And uh, it's just a whole big deal now. Like, I'm going to have to go cut the grass again today. See, so now you're officially old. Like, that's what officially old means when you're worried about your fucking grass. Yeah, I'm worried about the grass, for sure. I'm worried about the, you know, I get real upset because um, Kate blows up a a blow-up pool in the backyard. Kills the grass. Kills the grass. And she keeps on putting it in different locations. So I got like four giant square brown spots in my grass. And all, all, all a guy wants to do is have a nice... Plush green grass. So I've been, I mean, I'm a pretty good talking shit. Like I want to do stuff and I never really come through. So thank you for pushing me to do this because I wanted to do this forever. So next year you need to push me to actually do a garden because I really want to grow some shit. Well, you got to talk to Kate about that because we got it set up as she's been doing it. Um, 
but we got peppers, we got right. Le- yeah, and yes, it's awesome. You know, um, uh, MJ, my little boy, two years old, runs out there and picks the uh, picks the um, vegetables it's- off of it, tomatoes, whatever they are, stomps on them, throws them, fucking whatever. Gene up in. Fucking Emmitsburg has a whole fucking like his shit's crazy and he's figured out a side. He like throws shit on it and does all sorts of weird stuff. Like he'll he'll till it up in the winter and put it. He's gonna like homestead or something. Like, like he's, he's grown when he's grown he's like trying to be able to eat like sustain. Well out there you might have to. What in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. yeah. It's so peaceful out there. Part of me wants to move away, but I love my neighborhood. Yeah. I love the amenities where I have. Like I the could. lake, the pools, the concerts, the fun shit we do. It is a cool little neighborhood for sure. I with like, what I have, like I gotta I wanna I have to live in a similar situation that I live in now. Like so, so you need what exactly what you have, but we need to do a better backyard. Like make a pool and a, and oh, do yeah. everything well, that's, right. I'd say that's what the plan is in the next five years. Like I and you know, I I got these weird you know, uh, off the wall ideas. Like I, I, you know, I see these container homes and I'm like, uh, I want to do that, you know? And then I also see how much work it involves. And I'm like, I don't yeah, want to do that. B- back to my point. I, I, I want to, I want to do everything, but I don't want to do the work. Yeah. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. Like I really, the whole podcast thing, what I really wanted was like someone to say, Hey, come use my studio and I could just walk in and do it. And yeah. they would put it on the world. And then all right. I have to do is show up. As you know, Nothing, you know, nothing that easy. It, you know, nothing easy is worth doing. Easy is worth doing. It doesn't and, work that way. You know, and if it's worth doing, it's not going to be easy. Right, it's bullshit. It, it is. It sucks. You know, like I had to go get my master's license to do the job that I have to carry insurance, and then I had to get payroll insurance, and then I had to get workman's comp, and then I had to get health insurance because apparently employees want health insurance. Yeah, you know, bullshit. all that bullshit. Yeah. Like. I just want guys that, you know, that don't want any of that stuff and that'll just work. I, what I want is, I don't know, I'm, I love all the I'm guys I'm just kidding, work. by the way. I, I love everyone at work. I really do. Um, they, they know I'm a dick sometimes and it's cool. The only thing that I don't understand, and I don't know if this is just the way I was raised, if you're three minutes early, you're still fucking late in my mind. Oh like you should God. be, everyone should be five minutes early to everywhere they oh go, no matter what. Yeah, that's like you just thought, you don't you don't even want to get me started on that because I, that's like the biggest deal to me. I don't even care if you don't know anything, you know. I think, and I've I was always taught this by my father. It's like eighty percent of the battle is getting the work on time. But like, if you show up, so you're not teachable if you don't show up. You like, would make so much money at Millennium Pools if you showed up on time every day. That's crazy. Just to show up on time. Just to show up on time. Yeah. Yeah. Trouble time. That's it. That's all, you, so, that's all I ask. You don't have to know how to do anything. Yeah. PJ could come be a helper with me some days. Just to show up on time. If you show up on time. It's crazy. And you know. And, and you uh, can learn stuff. Like know, I tell the guys, like you guys could have, like I do really well. Hey, you want to get me really, really excited? Probably. Show up 10 minutes early. Oh my. That's just, Look, that's my mind crazy. is just blown. It's just, gone. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. It doesn't happen. Ten minutes early. See, well, the, well, I got a guy right now. Shows up ten minutes early. I don't know if it'll last. For now. For, for now. now. But here's yeah. the other problem. But they get a five minute grace period, and guess what time they show up? Five minutes late. Seven oh five. Yeah. But see, that's the other thing we we have to consider. We start early. Like we start earlier than most people yeah. in our fields. Yeah. Like, like fucking. Well, I get up at five. Well, no. to, to start work at seven. I know. I get up at yeah. five to go lift weights to right. sauna to be at work by seven. Yeah. But 
I would love it if I could be here at eight. But I couldn't imagine how much anxiety would bring me to wake up at six forty-five and have to jump in my car with n- like completely unprepared, without a coffee. But they, but you, but they don't care because they they don't even know what their day is. They don't see the big picture. No, they don't. But at the same time, but like for, even if they don't, they know they have to work. Like how? Maybe it's just me. The anxiety would tear me to pieces. Even when I worked for somebody else, you know, I was was pretty good at... Dude, even when I was drinking, I showed up to work. Well, that's the only thing I've ever done correctly. Is show up to work. No matter what. Yeah. And I think, you know, honestly, if it wasn't for my father and the way, you know... What up, Gus? (laughs) What up, big Gus? His work ethic. I don't think, uh, you know, I would have done that because he's kind of like a no-nonsense, like, uh, you know... Trust me, like you don't want to be sitting on no. the couch at, at his house while he goes when he goes to work in the morning, or not be going to work because you get questions. But there's also, and, I think, I think, and this is also old. We see every generation bitches about the one after, right? Like you know, our parents probably bitched about the next generation. We're bitching about the next generation. They're gonna bitch about. What do we bitch about? Gen X. Is that the generation? No, we're we, you're are pre- we Gen X. You might be. Maybe I'm not. No, because technically you're a millennial. Technically, what does that entail? Like, that means you're a pussy. No, that does not mean I'm a pussy. <laughs> no, I mean like, what is the qualifications for being a millennial? What year? Eighty three or something. I was born in eighty four. Right, so you're in that range. Oh, it just so happened to be, so you make the cut to not be a millennial. I'm the weird one. There's like a weird little nothing between Gen X and millennial. We're, yeah, technically, we're right between both of us. We're yeah. between the end of one and the beginning. We're the first. It's like, we're yeah. the first generation ever that was analog. And, and digital. That's right. Right? So right. Like, we grew up without the internet and with the internet. Right. Like we had phones at our house that were hooked up to the wall where yeah. we had to push buttons to call people. Yeah. No, we, I, we didn't I remember to, I had a rotary phone. Right. But and we didn't have to do like we didn't have to do area codes back then because it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. Watch this. What was your first phone number when you were a kid at your house? Four one oh four oh four eight three four four nine seven. See, mine was nine five three seven six eight two. Not four one oh. Yeah, I remember. I was just not. Well, yeah. we were three oh one in Laurel. Right, but you didn't have to put an area. You, didn't have, you just hit nine five three seven two. Dude, I remember. But Baltimore, you would have like Baltimore wasn't long distance then. But yeah. then when it became long distance, you have to call four one four one oh. I can't believe I just remembered my uh, home number. See, my address was forty one oh two Wilkie Avenue in uh, Baltimore City. Well, Spring Ridge address. Well, I think. Oh, hold on. My address in Laurel. One of them was one four eight one seven Ashford Court or Road. Yeah. And then Spring Ridge first house was six one two five Baldridge Circle. Then six four three four Dresden, and now we're over in Lingenor. You want to hear something funny? I yes. have this uh, this tape deck tattooed on my wrist, and yes. you know it's a cassette tape. Cassette tape. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I had a a young man come up to me and was complimenting my tattoos and especially that one and said, that's really cool. What is it? And it blew my mind at the time, you know, cause like they didn't know, they don't know what a cassette tape is, nope. you know, like just like you're talking about there at CDs, there's no, you know, CD and they're out of CDs are gone, right? Or no. Well, I, I mean, I think, I think, you know, what's back is vinyl. Vinyl never left. Well, it never left. Yeah. And people like, you know, my, one of my best friends, uh, Kyle, he, uh, he collects, Vinyl, yeah, like you so, know, and has a nice player too. Well, when I go running, 
like there's that I don't know what's the place on the corner of like Market and whatever across from Starbucks. I know what it's called. It's like the Sound whatever. whatever. That place where they have all the records and shit. Yeah. Like you'll see people lined up out there for like releases of stuff. Really? I don't fucking know what it is, but they're yeah. waiting in line for something. It's not CD. It's not a CD. It's not a. It's probably like a vinyl or probably, something like that. Or yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. But no, it's it's no. I was talking to one of the kids in the truck the other day, and he he never had CDs. Yeah. Period. Never. He, I mean, he's nineteen, eighteen, twenty-two. I don't know how old he is. He's probably twenty-two. I, I think all our guys are twenties, uh, twenty-two. They can drink. My first tape I had was um, I had a DMX. It's dark and hell is hot. Tape. 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 And then see, I but had, then that just shows you're young. Because my first tape. I had like the Beach Boys and like Michael Jackson. I had Michael Jackson Thriller yeah. on vinyl You're and old. tape. No, but see, but that was even before your time. Like that was no the- Michael Jackson Thriller came came out in eighty three. Right, and you were born in eighty. I love Michael Jackson since I was three. Bitch. Right, but it wasn't like new music that came out and you no, got my- that. Like I'm no, talking about like your music of your generation that came out when you were like a teenager. Right, DMX was CD. Well, it was right in that. Well, I had a tape deck. That's okay. why. Well, then you were poorer than me. At that point in life. At that point in life, I was poor. Because, so, my first two... I had that, and I had uh, Jizza, the Liquid Swords. Yeah, I was in yeah. high school by then. Yeah. That's, uh, that was in the cars. We had that in CDs. Right, yeah. Because I remember my brother, He before I had my license, he had that gold probe I was talking about. And he had a system in it. Well, it's funny. My friend Mike in Florida... What up, Mike Stroud? What up, brother? I know you'll listen to this. Um, he had a tape deck. And he had all his tapes, and we would listen to tapes. But yeah. it, it was like in the transition. But we had um, my. What's your first CDs? Because I I remember this perfectly. Um, I remember getting Life After Death, the okay. double CD, and okay. like you know, I, I remember. I, I know it was. I had more CDs before that. Um, what else do I remember? See, I remember Ready to Die. I mean, I, I was a big Biggie fan. Oh, you know. of course. Yeah, I went to when I was one of my birthdays. I was I wasn't even a teenager yet, and um, I sat like middle middle deck of the Baltimore Arena at the um, at a Biggie concert. I saw Biggie live. That's impressive. And I saw Biggie live, and it was right before he died. And I was with my mother. My mother took me to a Biggie concert at the Baltimore Arena. And let's just say we were two pieces of salt in a pepper Yeah, salad. yeah, no, I wouldn't, I mean, yes. I mean, and uh, I was like, Mommy, what's that smell everywhere? Oh, that's, that's that weed. And they were, they were passing them joints, Joe. That's that weed. Yeah, and that, that, uh, yeah. I was scarred for life after that, but I loved it. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I went, we went to a lot of Biggie, concerts. Biggie, over, Pac, every day, all day. Ooh, that's going to cause controversy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. I'm a Biggie, Biggie to me is... Whatever. I'm Storyteller. More, we, we won't get into that. They were both taken too soon. Put it that way. Way too soon. Both generational talent, unbelievable, changed the game, period. You know, I had, um, I remember two tapes I did have. I had Naughty by Nature's first tape. Yeah. And Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic. Oh, yeah. Those were the first two my mom bought me, and they were the first two with parental advisory I had. Yeah. Because that's when, like... OPP and what's the Stone fucking? Temple Pilots might have been my first CD. Okay, see my first CD, the one with the garden on the front and the yellow, with like the tongues. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. My first, so my first two CDs were Jodeci and Wayne's World soundtrack. The Wayne's World soundtrack. Those were my first two CDs. My wow. grandmother bought it for me at Laurel Mall. 
I love Wayne's World, man. That movie's awesome. It was good. All right, well, we've been doing this shit for about an hour. Really? Yeah. It was quick. It does good. That's good. Pretty so, um, I was fun. Try, yeah, I want to try to keep it like to an hour because that I think people will listen for an hour if they see like a two or three hour podcast. They're like, "Fuck that! I'm not listening to that." Unless yeah. you're Joe Rogan, I love you, Joe. One day. Um, you. You're my man crush, Joe. Man crush, Joe, JT, Chris Bradley. Love you. Uh, what's up, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Four man crush. There you go. So my four man crush would be Joe Rogan. Yeah. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Justin Timberlake, Chris Cole. All right, well, we can end it, but I, I want to tell you my four-man crush. Go for it. All right. I match you with Justin Timberlake. Because he's the greatest ever. Ever. Some people get mad at this one. John Mayer. Okay. Love John fine. Mayer. That's gay. Absolutely. Cool. Very gay, but I love John Mayer. Uh, I love Kanye, and I love Jay-Z. Jay-Z is my favorite of all time. Well, my favorite of all time is Michael. Yeah. And then Jay-Z. Well, Jay-Z's just, he's, he, I mean. I saw Jay-Z for a The bro. living goat. Uh, I never saw Jay-Z. Well, I mean, we'll go see him. I want to see Jay-Z. See I want to see Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, I haven't seen the Greatest show ever. I saw Nas. It was amazing. I've seen Nas. Yeah, I saw him at like soundstage when there was like 50 people. And it was, and he, and he did the whole Illmatic soundtrack. It was amazing. The one, we were at 50 and Jay-Z. This is, I'll, I'll finish the story and then we'll get out of here. We were at 50 and Jay-Z, and there's witnesses to this shit. I was, there was WKYS 93.9 out of D.C. was having a contest to get your lawn seats upgraded to front row. If you could be loud and obnoxious and the biggest KYS fan. That's you. Yeah. So they gave me a sign, and then we went around all of, at the time, it was Nissan Pavilion. Yeah. I think it's now Jiffy Lube Live or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Where is that? Virginia. Okay. Um, and then... I ran around the whole stadium yelling, I vote yes, KYS, and... Naked? Not naked, <laughs> but I did get... I went on the PGC bus. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. got real mad. PGC did not like it when I did oh, that. Oh, like, on the, physically on the bus? Physically, they had, like, their On little, top of the bus? No, like, in 